the audio record on can you reduce the volume do that सहनावतु सहनो भुनक्तु सहवीर्यंकरवावहै तेजस्विनावधीतमस्तुन विशावहै ओम शांत शांत शांति गुरुर्ब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णु गुरुर्देव महेश्वर गुरुरेव परम ब्रह्मा तस्म श्रीगुरव नम तस्म श्रीगुरव नम since this being after the new year first time gathering happy new year to all of you though it is little too delayed but anything happy however delayed is happy after having seen through couple of prakarana granthas i thought it would be a good idea to dwell deep into the vishnu sahasra naam as the name suggests sahasra meaning thousand naam naam meaning names gurudev's work on it amazing commentary that he has given and his title is the most beautiful one he says thousand ways to the transcendental meaning each one of these names is a pointer taking us closer rather closest to lord vishnu there are 18 puranas and 18 upapuranas in and through these puranas we find lot of these sahasra namavalis including mahabharata lot of these sahasra namavalis uh, 
being chanted to invoke the blessings of the Lord. So there is Vishnu Sahasranama, Rama Sahasranama, Shiva Sahasranama, then we have Lalita Sahasranama. So there are various kinds of Sahasranama. This particular Sahasranamavali, the thousand names of Lord Vishnu, comes in Mahabharata. So Mahabharata is a Itihasa, Itihasa history. But then, this particular Vishnu Sahasranama was given as a Moksha Sadhana, a path to liberation. Therefore, it has gained a status of mantra. Many of us very uh, casually, synonymously use the word shloka and mantra. Mantra is that which is not composed or written by any human being. Meaning, the entire Vedic literature is called mantra. Shloka, on the other hand, is being composed by either Valmiki or Vedavyasa, one of them, or many others. Even the Prakarana Granthas, when we read it, they are called shlokas, written by somebody, one of the great rishis. They are called shlokas. Mantra, the reason it is called mantra is, Mananat Trayate Anena Iti Mantra. By repeating the word and by contemplating on the inner depths of the meaning of that word, it liberates the individual who is chanting or repeating. Manana meaning contemplation. Therefore, this Vishnu Sahasranama has gained quite a popular status among the mantras, though it is from Itihasa. This comes in the Shanti Parva. Shanti Parva is after the Yuddha Parva. There is this whole Mahabharata war. And in the Mahabharata war, on the ninth day, the grandfather of Pandavas and Kauravas, who is Bhishma Pitamaha. So this Bhishma Pitamaha who was standing like a tall tower of wisdom, because of his vow, he was supporting Kauravas and he was leading the Kaurava army against the Pandavas who, was be, who were being helped by none other than Bhagwan Krishna himself. During Bhagwan Krishna's time, there were many people who did not believe that he was the incarnation of the Lord himself. There were the Sishupala Dantavakra, Duryodhana and his brothers, including Shakuni. There was one funny character. He was called Poundrak Vasudev. And this Poundrak Vasudeva, the reason I call him a funny character, 
is that he would go to public platforms. He was a king, but he would go to these public platforms and says, announces that the Sri Krishna Vasudeva Yadava is not the original Krishna. I am the original Krishna. When asked by Balaramji, asked, you know, why can't you silence that fellow out? He says, Bhagavan Krishna says that at least in this regard, he is doing the upasana of Vishnu. Let him continue. So he would go at you know extreme ends. Because it was said that the Krishna Avatara has four arms. So he would carry two wooden arms with Shanka and Chakra carved in it. And then claim that he is the real one. But there were many others who firmly believed that Bhagavan Krishna was the very incarnation. Amongst them, the foremost being Bhishma himself. Bhishma, Vidura, then uh, Akrura, and all of them had seen Bhagavan Krishna, nothing less than Bhagavan Vishnu himself. So it so happens that on the ninth day, Arjuna's arrows pierce through Bhishma and he is lying down on the bed of arrows so that <clears throat> he would wait for an opportune time. What is the opportune time? The entire year is divided into two halves. One is called Dakshinayana and the other one is called Uttarayana. Just now with Sankaranti, the Uttarayana, it starts. And you should go to you know, Gujarat to really see the glory of Uttarayana. And they, they call that festival also as Uttarayana. Right? That's a Gujarati way of saying Uttarayana. <clears throat> the entire sky is lit with kites and the sky also has a lot of these lamps that fly around. It's a spectacle to watch. So Bhishmaji was waiting for that Shubha Muhurta to leave his prana. What an amazing capacity to maintain the prana, wait for the opportune time and then quit the body at will. So while waiting there, after the war is done, <coughs> Yudhishthira after having reclaimed what was ancestrally his, feels little sidetracked, you know, restless, because he has he has killed that many, and there's a lot of restlessness within. So he goes to Bhagwan Krishna because he has heard that Bhagwan Krishna's advice helped him in the war. What advice? Not to him directly, but to Arjuna. So he goes, approaches him. 
Bhagavan Krishna says that instead of me you know, answering you, I think the best person that you will understand this from various perspectives, various angles would be your grandfather. So, the grandfather is asked and he talks about the governance, he talks about uh, the economics, he talks about uh, Dharma Shastra, the entire Shanti Parva is Bhishma's words to Yudhishthira. Having thus asked about everything in detail, one specific that was lingering in Yudhishthira's mind was called about the Moksha Sadhana. He says, all this can be employed, all this can be implemented. But what I am really interested is in to know about the sure method to gain realization. And he asks six questions. Those six questions form the foundation of Vishnu Sahasranam. <clears throat> so, the entire Mahabharata, Vaishampayana and Janamejaya, there is a dialogue between them. So, the dialogue between them, Vaishampayana is trying to narrate the story of Mahabharata to Janamejaya. <coughs> and in that, uh, in that discourse or in that dialogue, the entire Mahabharata is interwoven. To talk about Mahabharata, it is one of the greatest epics ever written. It is one of the greatest works, marvel. The entire Mahabharata has got around 100,000 shlokas, just about 100,000 shlokas, 1 lakh shlokas. <clears throat> and in these 1 lakh shlokas, different characters and names that have been used not a single name you would find as repeated. Hundreds and thousands of people and they all have unique names. And the reason I am saying all this is, if somebody has to read Mahabharata, he has to have Apahara Medha Shakti. The memory should be so sharp that you need to remember all these different uh, characters and as the story goes Vyas Bhagwan was requested to write and capture the entire Mahabharata story and he was it was happening right in front of him he said it is a vast story to capture I need somebody to scribe this for me. Somebody to write this down for me. And it is not an easy task to compose a poetic marvel. is not an easy task. Even for us, you know, when to sit down and write some meaningful letter to somebody, 
rough draft, redraft, and then show it around to two, three people. Then their suggestions, they incorporated, then you go through it so many times. And then comes out an ordinary letter that has to be sent. Meaningful, no? Imagine 100,000 shlokas to be jotted down. And each one of these shloka is in different meters. Chanda as it is called in Sanskrit. And each chanda has got its own, each meter has got its own specific specifications according to which it has, the words have to be laid out. Like for example, the entire Bhagavad Gita is in Anushthup Chandas, except the 11th chapter which comes in Upendra Vajra and Indra Vajra. These are the meters. <clears throat> and uh, the Anushthup Chandas is supposed to be the simplest one. It has four quarters. Each quarter has got eight syllables. So, total of 32 syllables. And the sequencing of these syllables has to be in a certain order. I will not go into Sanskrit class today. I will just tell you the little bit of intricacies there. It has to be in a sequence wherein, if there is a dirgha, then it is called guru. If the word is hraswa, it is called laghu. So, the combination of guru and laghu, there is a specification, it has to be followed accordingly. So, to create a shloka, in that particular specification, and then to find meaningful words, to continue the conversation, and then give the meaning, and different layers of meaning, in-depth meaning. It's a Herculean task. So, Vyasji said to Naraji, this is a cumbersome task, I need a good scribe. And our Narad Bhagwan has got a permanent entry visa into all locus. So he goes around scouting for a good scribe. <clears throat> and everybody is scared of you know this task. Finally, he approaches our Ganesh Bhagwan. Ganesh Bhagwan says no, he is known for his impatience. You know, when Ravana was taking Atmalinga. He says, I will count three before which you should finish your Sandhya Vandana and come back. And though there was a different hidden agenda there. So, Ravana turns and this Ganesha who is in the form of a small Vatu. So, if you go to places like, in a place like Gokarna. It is a very beautiful Ganeshji there. He is in the form of a Vatu. A young child. A very beautiful form there. Gokarna is in Karnataka. So, as soon as Ravana turns around, he says 1, 2, 3 and puts the Atmalinga down. He is known for his impatience. So, Ganeshi says, you know, who is going to sit there for, for that long a period? Let me have a clause. He said, I will be able to scribe only if Vyas Bhagwan continuously narrates Supposing he stops, that day, that moment, I quit. 
prescribing for him. So this was the, the, the information was broadcasted to Vyasji. <coughs> Vyasji thought he he could see through the trick there. So he said, "Okay, I have also a class. Not a single word, not a single syllable, not a single shloka that I say." should be scribed by him without understanding it. It was a, a dialogue between equals now. So, Ganeshji accept accepted the challenge. So, Ganeshji reaches, when you go to Badrinath, from Badrinath, there is a path towards a village called Mana. After you cross that village, you come across two caves. One is called Ganesh Guha, the other one is called Vyas Guha. There is about a furlong distance between those two caves. Meaning, they were not communicating verbally. They were communicating telepathic. <clears throat> And each one was absorbed in their own dharana. In that deep meditation and dharana, Vyasji was narrating this entire Mahabharata and our Ganesh Bhagavan was writing it down. So, Vyasji in between, you know, to compose 100,000 shlokas is not that easy. So, he very you know, intelligently, what he did, in between, he spaced the entire Mahabharata with some beautiful gems. Such intricate was the depth of knowledge in it, that even Ganeshji had to stop, pause, think about them, which gave him a lot of opportunity and time to compose the next chapters. So, when <clears throat> Mahabharata you read, the, it's like an ocean. And in that ocean, the pearls of wisdom, there are five main ones. One is called the Viduraniti. The second one is called Yaksha Prashna. The dialogue between Yaksha and Yudhishthira. That's also an amazing piece. One-liners, why it has got such depth and knowledge in it. Then we have Bhagavad Gita. Yes, Bhagavad Gita is also from Mahabharata. Then comes our Vishnu Sahasranama. Then there is Sanat Sujatiya. These are the five well-known gems. And the sixth one many people consider is the Uttara Gita. Now, Arjuna in the pressure of the battlefield, lost his direction. And Bhagavan very painstakingly gives in 700 shlokas all wisdom. After the war, they had you know, 36 years of uh, enjoying the kingdom. Somewhere down the lane, when everything was settled, you know, Bhagavan Krishna had a highway between Dwarka and Hastinapura. He would go along. 
once Bhagavan Krishna had arrived and Arjuna was also not, you know, he was not occupied. So finding Bhagavan Krishna also in a very beautiful mood, he sits and he says, Bhagavan, in the war I remember you telling me something. I vaguely remember what it was. <clears throat> Can you please go over the details again? Bhagavan Krishna and his patience. So he said, okay, fine. And uh, what dialogue went through then between Bhagavan Krishna and Arjuna again is called Uttara Gita. It is supposed to be more uh, technically uh, deep than Bhagavad Gita. And the composition of it also is in a very uh, difficult Sanskrit. <clears throat> that is called Uttara Gita. So I spoke about six different pieces of amazing depth and knowledge. So this, this um, in Shanti Parva, In Mahabharata, the Shanti Parva, the twelfth book or the twelfth segment is where the dialogue between Bhishma and Yudhishthira, we find this particular great Vishnu Sahasrana. Because this has gotten a status of its own as a mantra, though it is from Itihasa, Vishnu Sahasranama by great rishis, after that, have used this thousand names, we find Purva Pitika and Uttara Pitika. An introduction. And then the Phalashruti, which is called the Uttara Pitika. The results of chanting this particular Vishnu Sahasrana. So, the, Uttara, the Purva Pitika and Uttara Pitika are not a part of the Mahabharata's Vishnu Sahasranama. They have been gathered from various other Puranas, various other texts. Most of it is from Padma Purana. Last time when we had our Swamiji, Swami Chidatmanandji, he spoke about that aspect of Vishnu Sahasranama which is detailed in Padma Purana. <clears throat> there is always a controversy. Some people say that Vyasa is not one individual, but there were, it was a title. And uh, there were many Vyasas. So, to put that controversy aside, there is this invocation sloka which is chanted, which most of us know if we have been, if we have been hearing the famous. M.S. Subhalakshmi's rendition. I am told because her grandniece is working with us for the recent uh, dance and music program that we are putting together, Susamskritam. So she says that uh, M.S. Subhalakshmi ji, when she was preparing for this, it took almost six and a half months for her to sit with a scholar and go through every single shloka, every single word, learning how to pronounce it. 
and after having perfected it, then she went for this recording. And as it has become such famous, that the first thing that you hear even in uh, as sacred as you know Badrinath, the first thing that you hear early morning around 3.45 to 4.15 is M.S. Subhalakshmi's rendition of this Vishnu Sahasrana. <clears throat> so the, the shloka that comes in there is Vyasam Vasishtanaptaram Shakte Pautramakalmasham Parasharatmajam Vande Shukatatam Taponidhim one more thing I forgot mentioning. Those of you who do not have a copy of Vishnu Sahasranama, on our website, in the resource section, you have a download tab and you can download Vishnu Sahasranama in, I think, six languages. So, please, by tomorrow, if you can get your own copy. I mean, it can be an electronic copy or it can be a hard copy, analog copy. Anything is fine. So, if you have your smart devices, iPhone, Android, tablets, the words and the meanings have changed so much. 15, 20 years ago, tablets meant the bitter little things, unless you are using homeopathy. Somebody was introducing, he is from Dallas. He is introducing me. That Dallas which is famous for two kinds of chips. One edible, one non-edible. The edible is the chips that are manufactured by TI and others. The other chip, sorry, the non-edible. The edible is the Fritolis. The chips have changed its meaning. So if you have your tablets and other things, uh, you can download it and read it from there and follow it through. Okay. <clears throat> this particular Vishnu Sahasranama is written by that famous Vyasa, Vyasam, who is Taponidhim. Taponidhim, where is that word? The last word in that shloka. Vyasam Taponidhim. To that Taponidhi, the very personification of embodiment of tapas, penance. There can be many Vyasas who have done uh, lot of tapas. Which Vyasa are you talking about? That Vyasa who is Vasishtanaptaram, great grandson of Vasishta. Shaktehe Pautram Akalmasham. That pure one, Akalmasham, pure one, who is the grandson of Shakti, sage Shakti. Shakti's son was Parashara. So the entire lineage is given that we cannot. Uh, miss that lineage anymore. Vasishta, Vasishta's son is Shakti, Shakti's son is Parashara, Parashara's son is our Vyasaji. 
and to confirm it, the next generation also is mentioned. Shukatatam Taponidhim, father of Shukadeva Maharaj. That Shukadeva who gave Bhagavatam to Parikshit Maharaj. So the entire lineage is clear. Vyasam Vasishta Naptaram, great grandson of Vasishta. Shaktehe Pautram, grandson of Shakti, Sej Shakti. This pure penance or embodiment of penance, who is the son of Parashara, who himself is the father of Shuka. Who is he? Vyasa ya Vishnu Rupaya, Vyasa Rupaya Vishnave, Namo Vaibrahma Nidhaye, Vasishthaya Namo Namaha. Our salutations to that Vyasa, whose lineage we just discussed. Vyasaya Vishnu Rupaya, the one who is the avatar of Vishnu Bhagavan himself. Because the Vedas are Bhagavat Nishvasitavyam as the breath of the Lord. Lord Narayana. And that Narayana who has taken various avatars and one such great avatara is Vyasa avatar. That is why for the great efforts that Vyasji has put that we celebrate Guru Purnima, whichever be the tradition, whether it is the Advaita, Dvaita, Vishishta Advaita, whatever be the tradition that you follow, Nimbarka, Madhva, various traditions, all of them worship Vyasa Bhagavan with great respect. On that particular day. Why? The amount of effort and grand vision that he had. If he had not that vision, today we would just be saying that the Hindu culture, the Sanatana Dharma had glorious texts called Vedas. We would not have had a copy of it. I am sure he must have faced a lot of uh, tough resistance during his time. Because up until then, the entire Shruti was only learnt through. The Guru giving it by his speech and the Shishyas learning it through their listening only. There was no written component in it. Let alone today's devices of you know, voice recorders, MP3s, MP3 players, nothing of that sort. So, it was his vision. He said, this entire Vedic literature has to be pulled together comprehensively in one written format. For which, he had to gather all these different shakhas, different schools, gather all this Vedic uh, knowledge from them, personally learnt it. One particular shakha of Vedas, which was the Atharva shakha, the rest three were in the Ganga Yamuna Delta. 
अथर्व शाखा वॉज ऑन दी वेस्टर्न घाट्स ऑफ सिंधु नदी सो ही गोस देयर टू अ ग्रेट स्टेज कॉल्ड जाबाल ऋषि लर्नस इट फ्रॉम हिम एंड जाबाल ऋषि सींग दिस ग्रेट विजनरी he says i'll teach only if as a guru dakshina you marry my daughter so vyasa bhagwan marries vatika devi who is jabalas sage jabalas daughter to learn atharva shakha and then brings these four vedas together with the help of his students writes the entire vedic literature down it is not just that effort and vedic literature is not like a, a small book it comes in like a volume of it all that was you know edited and written for the first time on the other hand he has composed mahabharata he has composed 18 puranas 18 upapuranas he has had his commentaries on some of the greatest works like patanjali yoga sutra one of the foremost <clears throat> and most profound uh, commentary on patanjali rishi's uh, yoga sutras is by vedavyasa bhagavan he has to to remove all confusions from vedantic understanding he has done an amazing job of consolidating everything in the form of sutras which are called brahma sutras and in and through there are innumerable number of stotras and stutis that he has composed all in one lifetime so for his grand vision the entire sanatana dharma salutes him unanimously on that guru purnima day that vyas ji who is vishnu's incarnation bhagwan vishnu's incarnation vyasaya vishnu rupaya vyasa rupaya vishnave if you are worshiping bhagwan vyas ji it is as much as that you are worshiping bhagwan vishnu himself because they are not separate they are not different namo vai brahma nidhaye vasishthaya namo namaha the glory of vasishta muni's lineage sage vedavyas ji when his full name do you know his full name i have shortened it skd vyas shri krishna dvaipayana vyas not vaishampayana dvaipayana because he was born and raised in a dweep in an island so he is called dvaipayana he is also called shri krishna because he is of a darker complexion श्री कृष्ण द्वैपायन व्यास सो वशिष्ठ मुनीज लिनिएज द ग्लोरी ऑफ हिज लिनिएज 
is sage Vedavyasji. And he is Brahma Nidhaye. Brahma Nidhaye, a realized master. <clears throat> and he says, Yasya Smarana Matrena Janma Samsara Bandhanat Vimuchyate Namastasmai Vishnave Prabha Vishnave. Those who dearly remember and think of such great Vyasji, Janma Samsara Bandhanat Vimuchyate. From the limitations of this world and its worldliness, one gets liberated. To such great Veda Vyasji are salutations again and again. This you don't find it in the original Mahabharata. Because it would be too uh, self-proclaiming about himself. But this has been composed by the later Rishis. <clears throat> the original Mahabharata starts. Shri Vaishampayanavvacha Shrutva dharmana seshena Pavana nicha sarvashaha Yudhishthira shantanavam Punarevabhyabhashata Shri Vaishampayana, who is giving this knowledge of Mahabharata to Janamejaya, he is telling him, Shrutva dharman asheshena pavana nicha sarvachaha. So in the Shanti Parva, there is apad dharma, there is dharma shastra, dharma sukshma, a lot of uh, practical guidance given by Bhishma Maharaj to our Yudhishthira. It is said that when Yudhishthira goes to request Bhishma Pitamaha to give this knowledge, give this guidance, Bhishma asks something very unusual. He says, I am willing to give you this knowledge provided Bhagwan Krishna stands at my feet. One may think, what an audacity that uh, you know, somebody has asked you to be the teacher and now you want Bhagavan Krishna to stand at your feet. Bhagavan Krishna understood. He smiled and he said, Tathastu. And that was the relationship between the Bhakta and the Lord. He understood his devotee. Because what position was he in? He was sleeping on a, he was lying down on a bed of arrows. He says, if I have to indulge in trying to tell you, give you clarity about these various aspects, let me do so by seeing Pratyaksha Bhagavan, by seeing that Bhagavan directly in front of me. 
since I am in an immobile condition wherein I cannot move, I cannot stand up, I would find that my life's fulfillment in giving you this knowledge only if I see Bhagwan in front of me. And the only place from where I can visually see Lord is when He is in front of me, which is near my feet. So, Bhagwan Krishna was standing there all along when Yudhishthira was asking various questions about Artha Shastra, Niti Shastra, Dharma Shastra. All that Dharman Aseshena. In fact, there is also a claim that one, if one has to understand Manusmriti, the commentary on Manusmriti can be Shanti Parva. Because all that Dharma Sukshma has been explained very beautifully in a very layman's language by Bhishma to Yudhishthira. Shrutva Dharman Asheshena Pavana Nicha Sarvashaha All these uh, beautiful intricacies that Yudhishthira wanted to learn, the practical tips was given by Bhishma to Yudhishthira and Yudhishthira heard them. Asheshataha without leaving anything out of scope. Then Yudhishthiraha Shantanavam Punaha Eva Abhyabhashata. This Yudhishthira Shantanavam Shantanavam Shantanus Tanu Tanu meaning son, child, child of Shantanu. Who is child of Shantanu? Bhishma. So to Bhishma, Punaha Abhyabhashata. He asked these questions again. Meaning he was not repeating his questions. That the conversation continued by Yudhishthira asking these questions. And what are these questions? The questions are, <clears throat> in our version, what we have on our Saket website, when our people were developing these soft copies in the editing, I said, please add Shri to Yudhishthirji Maharaj. Why? Well, such a great student, because of whose persistent questioning that we have such a sacred mantra called Vishnu Sahasranam. We have added Shri there as a mark of respect. You may not find it in other works, other versions, other print versions. So, but we will chant it with Shri. Shri Yudhishthira Vacha Kimekam Daivatam Loke Kimvapyekam Parayanam Stuvantakam Kamarchantaha Prapnuyurmanavashubham 
को धर्म परमो मत किपन्मुच्यते जंतु जन्म संसार बंधना विष्णु सहस्रनाम इट्सल्फ इज अ ग्रेट ट्रीट टू जस्ट रीट ऑन दैट विष्णु सहस्रनाम अनदर ग्रेट ट्रीट इज टू गो थ्रू भगवान आदि शंकराचार्य कॉमेंट टू गिव यू अ लिटल बैकग्राउंड ऑन दैट वेन भगवान आदि शंकराचार्य जी आफ्टर हैविंग ट्रिक्ट हिज मदर इन टू संस ही ट्रिक्स हिज मदर सो दैट शी परमिट्स हिम टू टेक संन्यास ही वॉज अराउंड सिक्स एंड हाफ सेवन इयर्स ओल्ड can you imagine even our weirdest imaginations probably it would never come into picture that a 7 year old reaches bhagwan govinda bhagavat padachari and what does this 7 year old ask hey guru kindly bless me with sanyas the guru looks at this young kid not knowing what decision to take so he immediately comes up with a plan so let me know what he what his interests are maybe he has quarreled with his parents and walked out of the home and now he wants sanyas there can be various things right he looks at bhagwan adi shankaracharya ji and he says beta have you heard of vishnu sahasranam so bhagwan says adi shankaracharya ji says yes i have do you want me to recite them to you he says no 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 i want you to comment on it tell me your opinion on it so he doesn't ask any other question he straight goes to the room assigned overnight he writes a 7 year old writes the most outstanding commentary that anybody could envision to explain vishnu sahasrana by morning his guru had completed his morning puja everything so bhagwan adi shankaracharya ji goes and says i need to talk to you can i get some time this i have asked you to you know work on vishnu sahasranam he said it is with that aspect only so he says okay come so he brings this whole written commentary this is my opinion on vishnu sahasranam and you would find that uh, the commentary is such a masterpiece that he that he has referred to the shruti shastra 
इतिहासशास्त्र स्मृतिशास्त्र एंड द वेरियस पुराणस इन ट्राइंग टू एक्सप्लेन दिस विष्णु सहस्रनाम वेन यू क्रॉस रेफर फ्रॉम ऑल दीज वेरियस स्क्रिप्चर्स विथ सच अथॉरिटी इट जस्ट प्रूव दैट ही हैड ऑलरेडी लर्नड ऑल दीज वेरियस वेदास वेदांगास एंड हिज संस्कृत इज इमैक्युलेट many uh, great scholars when they talk about adi shankaracharya ji they say that his commentary is so precise that not a single word extra can be added into his commentary nor a word can be deleted many times when he start writing those who have the uh, touch with you know, writing they have that interest to write things i find that you know we go around beating around the bush so there is a lot of fluff and the stuff is minimal but in his work there is like such clear construction of thought so those who want to really learn advaita vedanta they have to go through this shankara bhashya so that our thinking is streamlined so here and there i will be using bhagwan adi shankaracharya's commentary to understand the entire beauty of vishnu sahasrana <clears throat> a seeker is born when the seeker starts questioning questioning the very existence i'm sure there are such thoughts that cross our minds as well but we brush them aside in fact we brush them aside with a, a laughing gesture that you know what i i don't know why i'm becoming so serious too much of philosophy i have to wind down and our efforts to wind down that you have to occupy the mind with something silly so we go to movie brush that thought aside and come back fresh ha and i was so scared about myself i was thinking about all these things there are people who tell me that that you know when they do get too philosophical or you know too serious they think there is something wrong they have to brush those things aside but a true seeker is born when we start questioning and trying to identify about the very substratum of existence so in this particular two shlokas very pertinent questions are asked <clears throat> किम एकम दैवतम लोके अस्मिन लोके इन दिस वर्ल्ड किम देवतम आहुहु हु इज दैट वन लॉर्ड वी हैव सो मेनी स्क्रिप्चर्स 
and in this world, for the benefit of the world, what do all these scriptures put together talk about? That who is that? God. Samastha Vidyasthane Loka Lokan Hetu Bhute That which is best for this world. Meaning for all of us. Which form of Lord is that which we can worship as God? Kimekam Daivatam Loke Kimva Api Ekam Parayanam Parayanam <coughs> Parama Ayanam Praptavyam Sthanam What does Parayanam mean? Parama Ayanam The Supreme Abode The Supreme Sthana The Supreme Home That we have to finally reach Ayana means home And that is why you know, Paramatma is often referred to as Narayana. There, Narayana, the two parts for that word is Nara plus Ayana. Nara means knowledge, Chaitanya. Ayana, the supreme abode of knowledge, the very incarnation of knowledge is Narayana. The one who takes us to that abode. All the entire Guru Parampara represented through our Narada Bhagavan. Naram Dadati Yahasaha. The one who gives, bestows upon all of us this knowledge. Represented through Narada Bhagavan. Who is qualified for it? Nara, Nari. Even we are called Nara and Nari. What does it mean? That you are the very embodiment of that knowledge. Cannot behave otherwise. You have to behave only wise. Because our name, our entire species is called Nara and Nari. Qualified for acquiring that knowledge. Supposing we ignore this inquisitive queries that are born in our mind. Where do we end up? We end up in an atmosphere and in an experience called Naraka. Naraka, absence of knowledge. So when people ask, Swamiji, is there Naraka? Of course. Where is Naraka? Wherever there is absence of knowledge, absence of clarity, don't we end up miserable? That misery itself is Naraka. Naraka meaning absence of knowledge, absence of clarity. So who is that final abode? Kimva api ekam parayanam. You know, we take shelter, you know, 
you know, while studying, many of us have lot of ambitions. And we study some courses, undergrad, grad, done. After that, when the reality hits in, you have to find a job. Then what do we do? Whatever we have been educating ourselves is on one side. And what we end up doing is totally on a different side. Then we start doing all these little, little courses so that we can uh, tinker around our resume. So that it can be uh, job worthy. So we take shelter with under various of these ayana. And they are all temporary. What is that final abode that one can take shelter under? Ayana meaning sthana. And the word that I love in explaining here is Ill health is called disease. Disease meaning what? This is not at ease. Even if there is one or two temperature, one or two degrees temperature that goes little up. Because if it goes down, then it is Ramnam Satya. If it goes up, it is not in its normal condition. This is. To bring it back to that natural condition in Sanskrit is called. Swasthya. Swasthya meaning Swasthiti. Getting it back to its normal condition. So the blood has to flow under some pressure. It cannot go up, it cannot go down. What should be the usual one? Doctor is saying it. <clears throat> 120 by 80. Normally. And there are various factors. The height, the weight, the BMI. Not body, mind, intellect. Here BMI means body mass index. All these factors factored in. It, it varies from person to person. But on an average it is 120 by 80. What happens if the upper number and the lower number change a little variation now and then? You have to be medicated. So that it is brought to its normal pressure. Similarly, this is the at a physical level. At a spiritual level, we are not at our swasthana. We are not at our original place of being. Hence, therefore, there is constant restlessness. Para ayanam. What is it that I can take shelter under? After which I don't need to seek shelter under anything else. That which assures me of my swasthiti, swasthana.
wherein all my restlessness, insecurities, everything is gone for good. Param ayanam praptavyam sthanam parayanam. That which has to be praptavyam. That alone which has to be gained by each one of us. Rest of them, rest of the things that we gain, as we gain, we lose it also. And after coming to US, I, you know, the focus of each nation can be understood by their uh, media. Back in India, you will find that they are consumed with the concept of becoming white. Becoming white for men, becoming white for women, all these creams and lape, lope, everything. You come into this country, their focus is losing weight. So many things that they advertise. That is when I understood. There is one more parayanam. <laughs> That you gain but never lose. And what is that? There was once this this Amma who was extremely round in all angles. So she had come to Gurudev. And then she ended up saying something she said, Swamiji, I don't eat also, but still I am putting on weight. The Guru, they found it very amazing, I mean amusing. So like he was sitting in that room, in the chair and that lady was sitting in front of him. And the door was like, he had to lean. So he leaned and through the door he could see us all. He said, hey, come on, come on, I will show you a miracle. And we all ran into that room. Gurudev never showed any miracles. But then he himself was calling out and saying that I am going to show you a miracle. We were uh, excited. We ran in. Said, look at this miracle. There is an effect without a cause. See, gaining, losing. All these are very temporary but that which is permanent paras ayanam praptavyam sthanam what is the benefit of reaching there why should we be reaching there so the scriptures say that bhidyate hridaya granthi chidyante sarva samshayaha kshiyante chasya karmani tasmin drishte paravare Mundakopanashatrati says that having reached there, what happens? The root cause of all these miseries and limitations that we face in our life, Chidyante, is destroyed, is removed, burnt once and for all. That all this transitory nature, the cause for it, the ignorance is removed once and for all. 
what ignorance are we talking about ignorance of one's own nature true nature ignorance of one's own true nature is called avidya see every method every cleansing process has to be specific if there is a stain on the cloth use the detergent there are different kinds of detergents nowadays they sell it in a pen form form also if there is a stain and you remove it supposing there is a pitch dark place and darkness has to be removed what is the method are you all sure is it light supposing i employ a powerful vacuum cleaner to suck out all the darkness will it ever work or i bring some powerful bleach and throw it in the darkness will it remove that darkness the only means to remove darkness is light अज्ञान तिमिरांधस्य ज्ञान अंजन शलाकया एज अंधकार कैन बी रिमूव्ड ओनली विद द शलाका द टॉर्च अज्ञान कैन बी रिमूव्ड ओनली बाय ज्ञान रेस्ट अदर प्रोसेसेस दैट आर प्रिस्क्राइब्ड इन द स्क्रिप्चर्स ऑफ कर्म भक्ति pranayama yoga equipers to reach to that level wherein we get that jnana any other processes promised to give us the ultimate realization will remain only as a promise because it can never be fulfilled as darkness can be removed only through light avidya ignorance of one's own self can be removed only through vidya gnanam <clears throat> having gained this vidya what happens this is brahma veda brahmaiva bhavati having known that brahman one that individual seeker becomes nothing less than brahman therefore it is said ekam parayanam that one abode then continuing he says <clears throat> the next question stuvantaha kam kamarchantaha कम कतमम देवम स्तुवंतः गुणकीर्तनम कुर्वंतः अर्चंतः बाह्य अभ्यंतरम बहुविधम कुर्वंतः 
meaning what which god has to be you know praised because in today's world we are told as i go to these universities a lot so i face these questions a lot Swamiji, we are told that if we don't worship that one God, we are doomed. Eternally. Which God do we worship? What God do we praise? Gunakirtanam kurvantaha. What God has to be praised and what qualities of God have to be inculcated? And then archantaha, meaning there are bahya archana, there are some puja processes that can be done externally, some that can be done internally. There is manasika puja, manasika dhyana, japa, there are various processes that can be done internally. There are some which can be done externally. But to whom has these processes to be done to? Stuvantaha, kam kam archantaha. Why should all this to be done? Even Yudhishthirji has amazing clarity. There is only for one reason that I am asking. Prapnu yuhu manavaha shubham eva. So that the entire humanity is benefiting the ultimate auspiciousness. Shubham. Shubham Kalyanam. Auspiciousness can be acquired by any human being. He did not qualify what kind of human being. Any human being for whatever background that they are from. No gender, no caste, no creed, no nationality, nothing is to be seen as a qualification. Any human being when they understand this, they should get amazing ultimate auspiciousness, Shubham. And what is the ultimate auspiciousness? Bring it down to a very simple statement. Is there anything that we do for being miserable? Rather, everything that we do is in anticipation of being happy. That is why even our prayers are Loka Samastaha Sukhino Bhavantu. See, the Rishis are not narrow minded. They did not chant there, they did not teach the students there. That you know, Brahmanaha Kevalam Sukhino Bhavantu. Or you know, Sanatana Dharmi Kevalam Sukhino Bhavantu. Bharatiyaha Bharata Varshe Sukhino Bhavantu. They were not narrow-minded. But their magnanimity in their prayer is, though I am putting the effort, but the result of my effort, may it benefit the entire world. Entire humanity, may it benefit from. Loka samastha sukhino bhavantu. 
दैट परमशुभम में एवरीबडी प्राप्तयुहु लभेरन इति पुनः प्रश्न क्रियते में एवरीबडी गेट दिस वाज द क्वेश्चन एंड द सेकंड क्वेश्चन ही सेज को धर्म सर्व धर्माणां भवतः परमो मतः आई हैव हर्ड क्वाइट अ फ्यू इंटरप्रिटेशंस ऑफ दिस पर्टिकुलर लाइन सम ट्राइंग टू इंटरप्रेट एज विच रिलीजन इज बेटर देन दी अदर वी मे हैव आर ओन प्रेजुडिस एंड वी मे हैव आवर ओन नैरो थिंकिंग पुअर युधिष्ठिर जी डिड नॉट हैव दैट नैरो थिंकिंग लेट एस नॉट स्मियर आवर नैरोनेस अन टू युधिष्ठिर महाराज धर्म हियर डज नॉट मीन रिलीजन there are many who take this to other extreme which tradition is greater than the other traditions so if you listen to the you know advaita vishishta advaita nimbarka dvaita madhva various traditions that we have each one trying to interpret this trying to say that which tradition if it was a tradition that they had to ask then the question should have been ko sampradayah sarva sampradayanam bhavatah paramomatah but he did not ask which sampradaya which tradition in fact if it has to go in flow with what has been taught unto him earlier so there is ब्राह्मण धर्म शूद्र धर्म वैश्य धर्म क्षत्रिय धर्म देर इज ब्रह्मचार्य धर्म देन देर इज गृहस्थ धर्म देर इज वानप्रस्थ धर्म देर इज संस धर्म देर इज स्त्री धर्म पुरुष धर्म राज्य धर्म वेरियस सच धर्म दट आर देर टू हैव टू फॉलो ऑफ ऑल दीज थिंग्स if there is somebody who is not that keen or not that intelligent to understand all these dharmas is there one dharma by following which all these dharmas can be followed seamlessly ko dharmah sarva dharmanam bhavatah paramo matah what is your मत ओपीनियन दर सनातन धर्म कैनॉट बी ब्रांडेड एज मत रेस्ट रिलीजन्स कैन बी ब्रॉट इन टू दैट कैटेगरी ऑफ मत मत मीनिंग ओपीनियन the entire christianity is based on the opinion of jesus the christ mata the entire um, islam is based on the opinion of muhammad the entire jewish 
religion is based on the matter of Moses. The Lord himself comes and he doesn't say that this is my word. He says this is the word of the Vedas. In fact, the entire Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavan Krishna has taken a direct copy and paste from Kathopanishad. So I heard one Swamiji very funnily interpreted. He says Bhagavan Krishna from you know childhood has always been stealing butter, stealing this, stealing this. Stealing has become his nature. So finally, when he had to give a word of wisdom to Arjuna, he stole it from Kathopanishad. Even Bhagavan comes and he says that it is the Vedas as Pramana. So of all these dharma, which one, which dharma has to be followed, which principle has to be followed, by following which all other principles are taken care of effortlessly. I need your opinion. Kim Japan Muchate Jantuhu Samsara Bandhanat. That by whose repetition, Japan, Japa is a very scientific process. It is not a marathon of repeating the name of the Lord. People, when they get initiated, you know, do Japa of Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. Why they are in a marathon to complete the 108 beads. That is not called Japa. Tota bhi usse sundar bol leta hai. Even the parrot can repeat more beautifully than that repetition. Kim Japan, by the process of Japa, who has to be constantly remembered and what is the purpose of this repetition what is the purpose of knowing that opinion of the lord of dharma so that the purpose is very simple janma samsara bandhanat vimuchyate the purpose is the birth of cycle i mean the cycle of birth and death to Transcend that. What is it that is the most beneficial? The sure method of transcending all these limitations. <clears throat> Bhagwan Bhishma, he clears his throat, looks at Yudhishthira. And he says that I will tell you tomorrow. We hardly have five minutes. <clears throat> so we will see the answer tomorrow. I am not planning to rush through these thousand names as a marathon to complete or Vishnu Sahasanam Khatam Kardia. I am not in such rush. I will be doing it at a leisurely pace 
trying to understand the depth of every single pointer, every single word that we have. So that when we sit and chant this Vishnu Sahasranama, the meaning automatically, you know, it, it seeps every pore and our dhyana becomes effortless. So with that in mind, <clears throat> from today till 1st of February, I will never be able to complete the entire Vishnu Sahasranama. This may take few weeks. And as we have the structure, every month, one week, we will dwell on these words. So, however long it takes, Haricha. I have not planned. So, after Vishnu Sahasranama, if you look in the calendar, I have not put anything else. Because I myself don't know when I will end it. <clears throat> so, if you are in a rush to complete it, you are in a wrong place. Because we will do a leisurely thing. <clears throat> Om Purnamadah Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vasishyate Om Shant Shant Shantihi Harihi Om Shri Gurubhyo Namha Harihi Om Mm-hmm. <clears throat>